Yes, yes, yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast. That's Swerving Irving. I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks. Stacks. We're live. Major League Baseball preview and pick show for Saturday's slate of games. A wild day today. A lot of crazy games happening today. Uh, We're really getting close to, you know, the last month of the last couple of months of the season. Trade deadline in full swing. Dodgers acquire four players with a negative war. That looks some good moves. Kendall Graveman gets traded uh, to the Astros today. Uh, just a lot of a lot of moves being made. Once the Giolito trade happened, it's kind of like now everything's starting to kind of roll roll down the uh, down the stairs per se. But uh, Irv, what's your thoughts on the Dodgers moves? Didn't give up anything really. Well, we don't really give up anyone, really, but we added veterans, so hopefully they all work out and those wars can improve somebody on the Dodgers. Yeah, I was talking to someone today, and he's like, man, why why would they get Lance Lynn? And I was like, man. At, innings. Innings. Yeah, at the end of the day, like, they need to take off. They, need, they can't be throwing like, these rookies out every fucking five days and just <clears throat> tearing their arms apart. They had to go get yeah. someone. I I really believe that Giolito was going to be a Dodger though. I'm I was shocked that the Angels traded for him, but after seeing what the Angels gave up, I'm you know the, I guarantee there's no way Friedman would have done, would have made that move at all. <laughs> I don't think many teams would have. I think that was a it was a desperation move by the Angels. They're yeah. doing their best to try to entice a once in a generation player to stay and. I guess you got to give them props for putting the best foot forward, but we'll see how it works out for them. Yep. Because yep. if they lose Shohei after doing this deal, um, there's no guarantee they resign Giolito either. So yeah, you, you could you could lose both. Yeah, so we'll see how this works out for them. Yeah, it was uh definitely like I, I mean I, I understand the move from the Angels' point of view, but I I also I also think it was like an an overreaction. Uh, they didn't really think about it. They kind of were just like, we're going to go make a move and, and did it. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it works out. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez today against the Yankees, seven innings or seven and one third innings, zero earned runs, pitch, nice. pitch for pitch with Garrett Cole start after he outdueled Shane McClanahan. Which has me kind of thinking, as far as the Orioles are concerned, I understand Grayson Rodriguez is a rookie, but does it make 
Mike Eliash a little bit more to the point where he's like, man, this is the Grayson Rodriguez we knew we had, right? This is what we expected. He's going to make a trade, but he's only going to make a trade that he's comfortable with. He's not going to reach and give up top prospects for, let's say, a Marcus Stroman or a Logan Gilbert who's still being shopped around, surprisingly. But um, well, the thing with Logan Gilbert, we talked about this the other day. I said, I was like, "Yo, it makes perfect sense for the Mariners to like swap a a veteran bat for a pitcher." You know what I mean? Because like the Mariners could desperately use a, another bat in their lineup. So it's like if they could swap Logan Gilbert for a, I don't know, who needs a. Who needs, who needs a, a starting pitcher? I mean, there's a lot of guys who need starting pitchers. Let's say you swap him to the Cardinals for Arenado. You know, it makes sense for both parties. Yeah, they're only, they're only going to make a trade if it makes sense. Now, if they can get old boy back, we'll probably go out because he have a pitched all year. Um, but he's a he's he he has very high end stuff too. Who? The one that's been hurt all year with the shoulder injury. I think what's his name? Which dude? Uh, the Orioles guy. The one that uh, was, we thought he was going to be back by All Star break, but he hadn't came back yet. Um. Carter. Oh, John Means. John Means. Yeah, when I was looking like an ace before he got hurt. Yeah. No, nah, he was. Definitely ace type stuff. Um, yeah, not having him is huge, or like that, and and they they expect him to be back by June, and so the fact that he's not back yet is kind of derailing a lot of what they can do. And like I thought, you know, I thought maybe since once he once his uh, rehab got pushed back, and they were like, "Yo, he's not going to be ready till August or September." I thought for sure they were going to go out and get a starter because now. Even if you get him back, you don't even know how good he's gonna be. He's coming. He hasn't pitched in almost two years or a year and a half. He's coming off Tommy John surgery, right? So I don't like. I think you got to go get a, an established starter. But the fact that you know you're getting Grayson Rodriguez back now, and he's really looking like a the ace that we all thought he was gonna be. Maybe it, if you're Mike Elias, you're like, well, you know, I got Kyle Bradish, a high end starter. I got. Uh, Wells, who's pitching really well, and I got Kyle Gibson, who you know, it's not the best fucking starter, but he he goes out there and he gives you six innings a, a game, you know, gives your team a chance to win. And then Grayson Rodriguez looking like that ace that the Orioles thought he was going to be, and maybe that is their kind of trade deadline acquisition, per sort of say. Dodgers lose. Dang. Came all the way back just to lose, man. Aviators lose because <clears throat> of an error in the ninth inning. Runner on third, no outs, and they can't even get him home. Damn. Sad stuff, man. Rough day. Rough day at the office today. Anyways, uh, I didn't bet the Dodgers. I had the under. The under was cooked once Almonte came into the game because that motherfucker walked like four straight batters, dude. Not good. Mm. It's going to be interesting for some of these teams come come the trade deadline. There's rumors that Josh Hader's being shopped. 
Blake Snell's being shopped. Um, I have to assume that one of the teams that would be going after Blake Snell would be the Tampa Bay Rays. They really need another starter, given that Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs are both hurt. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens come this trade deadline, man. We'll see what's popping off. But definitely want to, if you're betting any futures or, or looking to bet any futures, you definitely want to get ahead of it before the trades happen. Like if you think, if you're hearing rumors of of a team going out and getting a trade, getting a piece, like go and make that bet now. Don't wait because once you wait, the lines are going to adjust and it's just all bad. It's really tough playing the futures market right now, though. Um, it's not a ton of value, and given the fact that baseball is so fucking erratic, you never know what the fuck's going to happen come playoff time. So, Anyways, let's hop into some of these games for tomorrow. Let's talk uh, the first one. We got the Angels and the Jays. We got Reed Detmers versus Alec Manoa. The Blue Jays won today 4-1. to one. Uh, Lucas Giolito's first start for the Angels as well. Uh, currently, the Angels are plus $1.12. The total is 9.5. Uh, Toronto minus a dollar thirty-two. What's your thoughts on this one? Um. Well, like we said before, we hopped on air. Manoa's starting to look like yourself. So, man, today the shit. Besides that, show her home run. The Angels got shut down, and you got Matt Chapman talking shit to the manager. And the dugout said, why don't we pitch to him? He's the only motherfucker that can hit. Um, that might spark the Angels a little bit if they see that. But, yeah, I think this is going to be a good game tomorrow. Detmers is with him, man, it's either hit or miss. He's not like Griffin Cannon level, but he can get there. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, just looking at it at face value, you got to lean the Jays. See, like, I was thinking that too, but actually the more I look into this, I don't know. The, the Blue, So this is the thing. All right, so the Blue Jays against left-handed pitching uh, in the last, well, all year against left-handed pitching, they are, where are they at? I just lost them. They're 13th in WRC+, plus, 108 WRC+, plus, and they have a 125 ISO against lefties. But... In the last month against left-handed pitching, they're number one in the league. 148 WRC+, plus, but only a 124 ISO, which is still like way below league average. So, with that being said, I mean, Reed Detmers, when he, you know, he, he was like lights out for a good portion. And then he had that rough outing against the Dodgers and followed up by another rough outing against uh, Houston. He was a little bit better against uh, Pittsburgh in his last start. He had nine strikeouts, uh, only pitched five innings, but only gave up two earned. Um, so, I mean, he does have pretty good swing and miss stuff. 29% K rate against lefties. Toronto only striking out 19% of the time against lefties, but again, only a 125 ISO. Mm-hmm. Reed Detmer's splits, too. Let's see what his lefty-righty splits are. So, his so he's actually worse against lefties. He's he's giving up 306 average, 528 slugging against lefties. Against righties, 225, 349 slugging. So he's going to be facing a majority of right-handed bats. You know, Toronto's a very heavy right-handed bat lineup. So yeah. With that right there, I think that favors I think that favors uh the Angels 
the ain't the Blue Jays bullpen is also very taxed, dude. You know, going in that last game, we talked about it on Wednesday uh, or Tuesday night. I'm sorry, we talked about it Tuesday going into that Wednesday game against the Dodgers. We were like, man, both we we like the over because both of those teams' bullpens were absolutely taxed, dude. And the Blue Jays actually had to use guys they didn't expect to use in the bullpen. Uh, they did have Jay Jackson throw 35 pitches, Trevor Richards throw 12. Eric Swanson did have Wednesday and Thursday off, but before that, he had thrown 47 pitches in three days, and now he threw a, a full inning tonight, bases loaded, no outs. He comes in, so high, very high leverage situation. You know, obviously he'll be available tomorrow, but if you're Schneider, John Schneider, I don't know if you want to pitch him. Like you got to save these guys for the postseason, right? Reed Detmer's on the road, five point seven one ERA, three point four ex Woba. Um. I kind of like the over, man. You were talking about the over before. I think that it might actually be the best play here. Yeah. And looking at the Blue Jays, they have been playing some decent ball. Uh, their last five, they're three and two. They've actually been scoring a lot of runs. Eight to one, lost to the Dodgers eight to seven, six to three, four to three, nine to eight against Seattle. So they have been putting up some runs. Like you said, that bullpen been giving up runs too. And the Angels have been <clears throat> swinging the bats really well against right-handed pitching in the last month. They have a one ten WRC plus and a two nineteen ISO. Uh, on the entire season against right-handed pitching, they have a one thirteen WRC plus one ninety five ISO. So I mean, they're pitching pretty. I mean, they're hitting pretty relatively close to uh, how they performed all year. So I think that's something that, like, you know, we talk about negative and positive regression. I feel like that's just who they are now, you know. Um, Alec Manoa, you know, he has looked better since coming back, but he's still walking a shit ton of guys, dude. He's walked nine batters in his last eight and one-thirds innings. So he's still, uh, you know, he still doesn't have that, like, his – his command that we're used to him having, although he like hasn't been getting touched up as much, but a lot of that is he's just he's not giving up a ton of home runs and his yeah uh, walking batters can lead to a lot of can lead to runs so definitely got to get that under control and his Babbitt has been really good the last few starts which would you would think is going to regress negatively like you know one sixty seven Babbitt isn't sustainable so maybe those runs are coming you know maybe we do. Take the plus money with the Angels here. Maybe that is the play, but I think that nine and a half is a is a pretty safe play here. I think this is. I think this can be a game where a lot of runs are scored. Um, who pitched for the Angels bullpen today? Angels today we had. The fact that Shohei pitched one of those double headers a full game really fucking saved them. Yes, it did because they was fucking they were taxed for sure. Um, today they threw. Giolito went five and one thirds. Soriano went one and two thirds, and Webb went one inning. 
So Webb so through 30 pitches, Webb through 14, Giolito through 73. So Webb definitely unavailable tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh he he pitched on Thursday. <clears throat> but he's whatever. Uh they I mean they they still got like a lot of their good relievers available. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean I lean I definitely lean Angels here, but I think that over nine and a half might be the play. Should see some runs scored in here. Let's see here. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely think so, man. All right. Let's move over to the Rays and Astros. Uh, this was a wild game. Not really a wild game, but. Um, Astros tie the game up in the fourth inning and then they don't get a hit the rest of the game until the ninth inning with the and out. Um, got to Shane McClanahan, could not get to the bullpen at all. It's kind of been a concern of the Astros is like their, their offense all year is just very up and down and just very, very inconsistent. Um, tomorrow we got Taj Bradley on the mound against Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown's been very good as a rookie. Taj Bradley, you know, his his ERA doesn't really tell the whole story. He has been a little bit better than his ERA. But right now the Tampa Bay Rays are uh, they're plus a dollar twenty two. The um Astros minus a dollar forty four and the total's at eight and a half. What do you think about this one? Um honestly, I think it all depends on how many innings Bradley can go. Because we know they pitched their bullpen a lot. And today, McClanahan didn't last that long. Oh. His normal, maybe six, seven innings. I think he only went five. Yeah, he only went five innings. He only went five innings. So, bullpen did have to do some work today, which could leave him a little bit exposed tomorrow, especially if Bradley can't give him more than five innings. So, looking at who they threw today, and the Astros, you know, I got to give they both some credit because, you know, it's been dog shit most of the year. But the last couple of weeks they've been stepping up. But today, the Rays threw McClanahan, Stevenson, Kelly, Pache, and Fairbanks. And Fairbanks and Pache, one through 15, other one through 19. Um, so both him through a decent amount of pitches today. Uh, on the other side, you have Houston. They threw. They threw their three best relievers today. Yeah, they threw their three best relievers. And Harris went one in, and Abreu went one, and Presley went one. And all them threw down plays in 20, 20 pitches or more. Um, Brown has been solid. Um, his, I haven't really looked into his splits, but I think he's better against uh, lefties than he is against righties. Who, Hunter Brown? Yeah. Well, the one thing I will say about the Rays is their their offense has really been just bad in the month of July. It's been anemic. 85 WRC plus, 157 ISO in the month of July against right-handed pitching. I mean, they just, <clears throat> they've been really struggling. And, like, tonight, you know, it wasn't even that they were getting hits. Like, Astros hit five batters and then walked another three. So, I mean, eight base runners all on walks or hit batters, which is mm. crazy. 
Um, Taj Bradley, 5.3 ERA, 3.32 XFIP, 3.39 Sierra, 30% K rate. He's been a guy that's been bit by the long ball. That's what's killed him. Absolutely destroyed him. Yeah, and Hunter Brown got her not walk guys, and he's giving up 12 and right, so. Yep, and, and Taj Bradley is better against lefties. He's only given up a 255 average against lefties, 280 average against uh, against uh, righties, slugging 568 compared to 392. So definitely better against lefties, but and he's he's also pitching a lot more against lefties. He's faced more lefties than he has righties, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, but Pal Tucker is pretty is pretty a uh, pretty down to get one right now, and Jordan is back. So Jordan is back. Um, against uh, Houston in the same time period in July, they haven't been much better against right-handed pitching. 94 WRC plus, 172 ISO. Against righties throughout the season, 99 WRC plus, 158 ISO. So they're they're just a much better team against left-handed pitching, which is why I like them today against McClanahan. We got mm-hmm. to McClanahan, they just couldn't hit the fucking bullpen for shit. Um, Taj Bradley... See something real quick. His best pitches is fastball. Houston, McCormick, Kyle Tucker, Jordan, Altuve, Bregman, all feast on fastballs. The rest of the team not very good against fastballs for weighted runs on average. Hunter Brown splits. Uh, he too is better against lefties than he is righties, surprisingly. That's pretty crazy. He's also worse at home than he is on the road. Um, Oh, no, neither team's really hitting right now. Yeah, that's true. His best pitch is a fastball in the, in the, uh, and the Rays feast on fastballs, but the same thing could be said again as for Christian Javier today, right? Like Christian Javier's best pitch of the fastball, and they couldn't, they couldn't hit him. His cutter is actually his best pitch, and and the Rays do not hit cutters well, based on uh, weighted runs on average. So. I don't know. Given the fact that both these offensive offenses has kind of been scuffling of late, you know, maybe go back to the under here. But then again, like the Astros bullpen's a little taxed, dude. Yeah. So maybe you don't know what that bullpen can do. Maybe the way to look at this game is like if you like the Astros, maybe just play them first five. If you like the Rays, full game. First five under. Could be a good play, too. Astros lean at dollar forty. I I do not understand that, dude. If Shin Brown was better at home, I would take the Astros. Maybe the over is the play here. Because, you know, we don't know what we're going to get out of Houston's bullpen once... Once Hunter mm-hmm. Brown's out. And Hunter Brown, on average, he only goes... Uh, he only goes... What is it? On average. Where's his average innings? 
And he only goes like 5.2 innings on average about. Taj Bradley, too, he don't go deep at all either. He goes like five innings on average. What do you think? Well, no, I think I might go with that over, honestly. Both these bullpens can definitely give up runs. Yeah, but the Rays bullpen has been much better of late. Yeah, they have. But Houston is a streaky team, and they're too good to be in that slump that they've been in. So sooner or later, they're going to break out of it. Yeah. And the Rays have been killing right-handed pitching pretty much all the, all year except for the last month and a half. So this could be a spot where we see a, a run fest, a, a shootout. Yeah, it could be. I mean, at some point, like the Rays. I mean, I know we we knew they weren't going to continue what they were kind of what they kind of started off doing, right? But we figured they were going to. They gotta be somewhere in that middle, dude. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on I, I actually I like that over eight and a half. I think that's a good play. I think that's a good play here. Um, all right. Uh Yankees versus Orioles is our next game. <clears throat> Orioles coming off a one oh win. Game was delayed for over two hours, didn't even end till twelve AM Eastern. Around there, uh, Orioles walked it off. Anthony Santander walk off home run. They win one nothing. One nothing. Uh, the Orioles did use uh, Fuji, Cano, Kalum, and Bautista, but none of them threw a ton of pitches. Uh, Cano only went one third of an inning. Fuji went two thirds of an inning. Kalum went one third of an inning, and Bautista mm-hmm. went one full inning. Because Grayson Rodriguez did give him seven and a third innings. Or, I'm sorry, six and a third innings. <clears throat> Garrett Cole went seven. Uh, the Yankees did use Michael King. They also used Canley. Canley gave up the, the home run. So both both bullpens are relatively relatively fresh going into to tomorrow. What's your, what's your thoughts on... Well, before I ask you that. Uh, we got Tyler Wells against Clark Schmidt tomorrow. Uh, currently, the Orioles laying a dollar eighteen. Uh, Yankees coming back a dollar a dollar even. The totals at nine here, juice to the over minus one twenty two. What do you think about this one? Well, Tyler Wells is on the mat. wasn't wasn't good his last start. He wasn't good his last start, but he's at home. Uh, he should bounce back. Clark Smith can definitely be had. His last three starts, well, his last three starts, uh, he only pitched an inning and a third against the Orioles. I mean, the Cubs, and didn't give up any runs, but he gave up three run runs and two run runs to the Rockies and the uh, Kansas City Royals. So, I don't know, man. I don't see Tyler Wells losing this, especially at home. The thing with him, he's got to start. He, get, he can't give up home runs, man. As good as his stuff is, he's given up 23 home runs this year. Well, the thing with him, dude, is like he's been 
giving up a lot of hits and and walks since the All Star break. I don't know if it's fatigue or what. Like, you know, he went three innings against the Rays in the first three innings, didn't give up a hit. He gave up a couple walks, but then he goes the fourth inning and gives up a walk, hits a batter, and then gives up a three-run home run. So he's got to stay away from the walks. He's got to stay away from from uh, from giving up the long ball for sure. He hasn't been good since the All-Star break. Against the Dodgers, he got shelled. Against the Rays, he got shelled. He's not even going into the fifth inning. Um, now that needs to change. He's got to turn around because they need him. You know what I mean? Clark Schmidt, on the other hand, he's actually gotten better as the season has progressed. You know, he started yeah. out he started out really bad, dude. If you don't remember, um, but against this lineup, but since May thirty first, dude, Clark Schmidt three point oh eight ERA, four point seven one xFIP. So obviously some regression coming. Four point four two Sierra. Um, and he's striking out nineteen. He's only striking out nineteen percent of batters, which is pretty low. He's given up fifteen <clears throat> jacks. Yeah, the one thing I I don't like about Baltimore here, and this is why I like the under today, is because Baltimore has really been struggling in the last month against right-handed pitching. 90 WRC plus, 157 ISO. And on the other side, the Yankees haven't been much better. 89 WRC plus, not they haven't they haven't been better. 89 WRC plus, 138 ISO against against right-handed pitching. So, you know, damn, this might be another under game. It could be. Or is it like, do we expect these offenses to bounce back, especially after like you know one nothing game today? Yeah, maybe we expect some bounce back. You know, I know Judge is back, but you could see the way the Orioles were treating Judge. Like they were like, "Yo, we'll walk this guy because we don't think anyone else on this team can hit," and they were yeah. right. You know what I mean? And so maybe that's just how they do it. Maybe they just continue to pitch around Judge and, and make other people beat them. See something real quick. Uh, so Tyler Wells, he actually has three plus pitches. So fastball, slider, cutter, all above league average on weighted runs on average. Um, the Yankees against the fat, they're a really good fastball hitting team. Against the cutter, though, not very good. And against the slider, not very good. Except for Judge, of course. Judge hits every pitch very pretty well. Um. So that's something to keep an eye on. Tyler Wells, he he has pitched against the Yankees previously. He pitched against them on July 3rd. And he went uh, six innings and gave up two earned against them. He also pitched against them May 24th. He went five innings, gave up five earned against them. He also pitched against them April 9th. He went six innings and gave up four earned. So it does seem like he doesn't pitch well against the Yankees. Clark Schmidt gave up three runs in five innings on July 4th against the Baltimore Orioles. That's his only start against the O's. Irv, I know the numbers tell us to take the under here, but maybe this is an overplay. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against that because these offenses got to wake up, like you said. <clears throat> I lean Baltimore too on the money line just because I think Baltimore is a better team at this point. I think it's pretty clear. And only laying a dollar twenty two. Like I, I felt like it was disrespectful today 
when Aaron Judge gets activated and the line goes from Yankees minus 120 to Yankees minus 130, you're telling me Aaron Judge is worth 10 cents? Mm. I don't know about all that, dude. I thought it was a little disrespectful, and I feel like the O's have kind of been disrespected in the market for a while now. It's not a new occurrence. Yeah, I lean the over here. Actually, first five over is probably the play. Because both bullpens are great. Both have great bullpens. All right, let's move into our last game. We have the Dodgers and the Reds. The Doyers coming off three straight, or not three straight. They've lost three of their last four. It's two straight losses. What's your, uh, well, hold on. Let me pull up the stats real quick. Let me pull everything up. Uh, So Dodgers... Sheehan against Luke Weaver. For some reason, the Reds always win Luke Weaver starts. I don't understand how. But uh, the Dodgers are laying $2.15 tomorrow. Cincinnati plus $1.80. The total is 10 and a half. Irv, what's your thoughts here? Well, Luke Weaver is downright one of the worst starters. Right-hand starters in Major League Baseball. The Dodgers do kill right-handed pitching. Yep. So this game should be right for us to bounce back after losing two in a row. But Sheehan has to locate that fastball because his all his his, his other stuff ain't really developed yet. So Nope. And the and, and the Reds for what it's worth, uh they crush fastballs. They crush fastballs. So I'm thinking this game might go over tomorrow for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely think the over is a pretty safe play. You know, as long as the Dodgers are staying away from lefties, which, I mean, they go out and get Rosario to kind of help that, you know what I mean? And, like, uh, they also went out and got Kike to do the same exact thing to kind of help them hit lefties. And, you know, even today they they struggled hitting one of the worst lefties in the league in Williamson. You know, it's kind of a... Yeah, I don't know what's going on with us in left-handed pitching, but... They got to figure out... They got to figure it out because the one thing the Giants have is left-handed pitching, man. They got lefty relievers. And they're going to be battling. They might be battling the Giants for the, the division because I, I think we can almost count the Diamondbacks out right now, dude, the way they're. Diamondbacks been playing some horrible baseball. Yeah, they lost 15 of their last 20. They are really skidding, man. Yeah, they're teetering. Yeah. On the verge of collapsing. I mean, the one thing I, w- I will say about the Dodgers is, like, they don't play a lot of close games. So, if you like the Dodgers, I would on- I would honestly just play them on the run line. Mm-hmm. You know, do- minus one and a half, dollar five. But, I mean, you look at the games they win, um, even the games they lose. You know, today they lost six to five, but Toronto, they lose eight to one. They did win eight to seven um, against the Toronto Blue Jays where they came back from five runs. Then they lost six to three 
lost eight to four, won sixteen to three, won eleven to five, lost eight to five, won ten to three, won six to four. So I mean, like when they, none of their games are like they don't. They're not really in one run games, dude. So if you honestly, I think playing the Dodgers minus one and a half is actually a fucking pretty solid play tomorrow. And and you know this is like a veteran type team, dude. Like <clears throat> you know they're gonna bounce back, dude. Like they see, they're like, yo, we've we've sucked the last week. Like we need to fucking turn this around. I agree. So I actually, I actually like the Dodgers minus one and a half tomorrow. I think that's a pretty that solid play. Get your shit together. Yep, get your fucking shit together. But I also like, I also like the over in that game because, you know, Sheehan, like you said, he uh, not very good against fastballs. And I mean, I'm sorry, he only throws fastballs basically and red smack fastballs, but I definitely think the Dodgers bounce back and like, they really only need him to go five innings and then turn it over to the bullpen. The bullpen has been great. As long as Almonte doesn't get put out there. Yeah. Monte, he, <clears throat> man, he's taking over the new Western man role. But I mean, it, if you put it positively though, like they didn't have to throw Phillips tonight. They didn't have to throw Gratterall. They didn't have to throw, uh, you know, a lot of their high end guys. Plus, they probably get Joe Kelly tomorrow too, which I don't know is a good thing. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> but he'll definitely. Hopefully, he'll, hopefully, it's a good thing he's back in Dodgers blue. Oh, yeah. You hope so, but he'll definitely be out there tomorrow. Maybe that helps the over, dude. Damn. <laughs> but no, I kind of like I, I like that over, but I honestly I like Dodgers minus one and a half. When they lost tonight, I like circled it and I was like, man. It's a good spot for the Dodgers to get right. I like that spot. All right. Let's go, y'all. Let's get some best bets, Irv. Um, I got two. I got the over for the Dodgers and the Reds. And honestly, I think I'm going to take the over for uh, the Angels and the Blue Jays. Over nine and a half. Angels, Jays. I'm going to go Dodgers minus one and a half at minus 105. And then I'm going to go first five over four and a half O's and Yankees. First five over four and a half. First five over four. O's and Yankees. Okay. Like it. I also like the over eight and a half for the Rays and Astros too. You could throw that on there. Rays Astros over eight and a half. I like it. Let's get it. Let's get this money. Let's get to the window. Thank you everybody for hanging out with us. We really appreciate y'all. I know this was a shorter show. It's getting late here, so we just want to get on and get some plays out. Uh, we will be back Sunday night. With Big Ball and Ben Larson, we'll be talking a weekly recap, Major League Baseball, talking the trade deadline, how to look at it from a betting perspective going forward. Uh, so you're definitely going to want to join that. We'll be back next Tuesday as well, MLB preview and picks, and then we'll be back on Wednesday with AK to do our Big Ten preview. That's going to be at a new time, 7.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10.15 Eastern. So getting it out there earlier for y'all. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Have a very blessed weekend. Let's get this money. We'll see y'all later. Peace.